GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of The Last Action Podcast. Uh, Hovercraft Joe here. Uh, and, and surprisingly, uh, in a rare occurrence here, there is no uh, LPJ with me tonight. But... We do have someone who has risen to the occasion and returned to the podcast to help me out. Everyone, welcome back to Sphinx. <laughs> yes. 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 I feel like you're really hamming up this intro just because you're hoping LBJ hears it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> He's going to love that Superman theme for a Superman that is right here <laughs> amongst us all. Hovercraft Joe, how are you, man? I've missed I'm, you. I've missed you, Sphinx. I'm good. Uh, you know, it's, it's always great to record with you. And uh, as per usual... And it's only happened a couple times before, but when LPJ is not here, we kind of do what we want. And when we want, we pick an action comedy. And when we're covering kind of a comedy, it's always great. You know, we can always get this guy on. He loves to talk about the, those action comedies. So we are joined today by the Glitch. Glitch, what's up? Man, okay, so if I would have known there was going to be this much cheese in the intro, I wouldn't have come <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> hey, now. That was worse. That was worse than this movie. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I, I will say, I mean, it's already a grand occasion that LPJ isn't here. On top of it, we're doing a quote unquote laugh action podcast, and we have our great guest, The Glitch, with us. Thank you, thank you. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, we picked a hell of a movie to do. And, and, and I do. And I do think, I think LPJ is going to have the last laugh because he was always like, no, we're not doing that movie. We can't do that movie. And as soon as he was gone, we're like, let's do it. And <laughs> so I, I guess we should say we are doing the 1992 classic. Uh, <laughs> Stop or my mom will shoot. Stop with an exclamation point yep. or my mom will shoot. Can't forget the exclamation point because and just it occurred to me, occurred to me just now. I think this is the third movie I've done with you guys that had an exclamation point in it. Uh, hot, well, shots hot, hot shots, does. Yeah, hot shots. I want to say there's another one, but maybe I'm just thinking that uh, the oh. director of Hot Shots has a ton with exclamation points. Oh, but I don't think you did Loaded <laughs> Weapon One. I don't know if that has an exclamation. Yeah, I don't think point. it did. I yeah, think it did. That's but yeah, well, now, I, I did hot shots. Now we, now we know your thing. You can only pick movies with exclamation points. Thankfully, them, there so. aren't a lot, so that'll be good. <laughs> I guess Top um, Secret will be the next one that you have to oh, do. Oh, God, I hate that movie. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so this movie, uh, release date is February 21st, 1992. And I guess we should start off with kind of like, any kind of background or history you have with this movie. Um, I'll go first because I knew that this movie existed. 
I had never seen it before, but I was always kind of curious, you know? Um, and now I've seen it. <laughs> I'll leave it at that for now. Uh, uh, I had no idea this movie existed. I don't remember what movie we were watching for the podcast, but it came up as a, if you watch this, you might like this. And when I saw it, like, stop, or my mom will shoot. I'm like, that's not, that's not real. And I believe that was LPJ that was like, oh no, it's real and it's terrible. And then I was like, well, we have to watch it. And then of course he vetoed it and said, absolutely not. But again, his ass ain't here. He's probably in a ditch somewhere. That's just what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Things are getting dark. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I, I I thought this was not even real. Then I found out it was, and now we're doing it. So that's that's all that I knew about this film. Uh, Glitch, what about you? So I unfortunately have you guys in a, an advantage then oh. because I definitely saw this movie in the 90s. <laughs> we definitely owned it on VHS, and my dad definitely enjoyed this movie. <laughs> uh i mean so so i come from an italian family and uh i have a brother and i guess my parents were kind of big fans of the golden girls Mm -hmm. and uh estelle getty who's in this movie uh you know not according to sphinx but she is and uh uh so she plays an Italian woman on the golden girls. It's an Italian family. And so like when this movie came out, it's like, all right, Stallone, Estelle Getty, we got to see this. And this is just like one of those things. I don't know if it was like a joke. Cause my aunt used to get my dad, like the most bizarre movies, like, Oh, I'll give this to Joey. You know, he'll love this. And uh, she, we'd be like this random VHS tape that she would get for us. Uh, this might've been one of those, but for sure. My dad liked this movie. <laughs> This definitely makes sense that to be to fit as a random VHS movie that like you would see in someone's library, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, because I, I remember like I, I had never seen it, but I remember like that video cover of the poster where it's like Estelle Getty like holding that big gun, you know, with <laughs> Sylvester Stallone standing there. So like like the the iconography of it, like I remember, like I just never sat down and watched it, you know, but it, I feel like it falls into that thing where like all big action stars in like the 80s and 90s had to make like a couple comedies and most of them are questionable at best. Right, well, like, like is- this would be right after Kindergarten Cop, I would assume with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So this has to be a response to that, right? Um. So there's a couple of things. One is, uh, I, I love to imagine that this movie is the 90s snake on the plane, but actually was made by producers and writers in the industry instead of like a meme that was on the internet. But this is literally <laughs> that. Um, I, I did see in an interview, Arnold Schwarzenegger was handed the script first okay, and read it and thought, this is the biggest pile of bullshit I've ever <laughs> seen. And back then, him and Stallone had this feud going on. You know, one wanted to be the bigger blockbuster action star and versus the other. And I guess it went to Stallone. Stallone had called Schwarzenegger, asked him what he thought about this. And I guess he's like, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about doing this movie. Uh, Schwarzenegger, I'm thinking about doing this movie. You better jump on it or I'm going to take it from you. So Stallone ended up doing it because he thought Schwarzenegger wanted a piece of it. I, I saw that. That's insane that, like, he basically punked. Sylvester Stallone into making this movie like that is so 
It's funny. <laughs> and, and I... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I read too that Stallone has been quoted as saying of all the movies he has done in his career, he regrets this movie more than any other he's ever done. Oh, and, and I believe it. I mean, obviously we're going to break it down, but this, this movie is certainly a thing. Like I can't, oh boy. Um, okay. <laughs> let's, let's go through a little bit of the numbers on this. Uh, so the budget is $45 million, which surprised me because I'm like, but maybe they paid Stallone a lot? I was going to say, know, maybe but, Stallone got half of that. But this is, and this is $45 million in 1992. So that seems like a high budget for this movie. I'm not entirely sure where it went, but okay. So it's domestic gross was $28 million, <laughs> but it had a worldwide gross of $70 million. So it technically made money, um, which is surprising. Technically. Uh, yeah, technically. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't a blockbuster by any means. Um, <laughs> we usually don't turn this into a game, but does anyone, I don't know if anyone saw it, but does anyone want to take a stab at what the Rotten Tomatoes on this is? Oh, God. I'd say probably 10%. Uh, I'll go a little bit higher. I'll say 14 it was 11%. Isn't that good? Split the difference. And it has an audience score of 21%, which, <laughs> which it seems a little bit generous. Um, so the top grossing movies of 1992, great, great top grossing movies. You got number one, Aladdin. Uh, number two, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. And number three, Batman Returns. Uh, now Several movie, sequels for the year yeah, of the sequel that we might need true. to... It's out. true. Yeah, Batman Returns. Although, you know what? People like Batman Returns. I'm not a huge fan of it. Anyways, uh, this movie surprisingly somehow came in 46 for the year. Wow. Um, yeah, right? And then the only other movies that we have covered in 1992 are number 36, uh, one of Swings' favorite, Passenger 57. Always been on black. <laughs> yep. Uh, and number 40, Universal Soldier. So, um, Ninety-two is a great year for action movies. <laughs> yeah, not, not a year. Not a year we've hit a lot. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about uh, maybe the the director next. This Roger Spotswood, Spootswood. I don't know. Usually, LBJ's here to help us with pronunciations, so we're kind of left to our own devices. All I know is he's Canadian. He's from Ottawa. Maybe you, maybe this is some Canadian humor. And he did Turner and Hooch. Isn't that with uh, Tom Hanks? Yep. It is. Did you see uh, Sphinx, what, another movie that he directed that was uh, wild? Uh, oh, I'm looking right now. He did Tomorrow Never Dies? <laughs> yeah, one of the worst James Bond movies ever he directed. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, it, this guy's filmography is wild. If you look at it, it's like all over the board, like, Turner and Hooch, Stop and Marvel Shoot, Tomorrow like, Never Dies. Like where Michael Wilson and Barbara Broccoli, like, that Stop or My Mom Will Shoot was really good. We got to hire him for a Bond flick in a few years. I don't know, but it, it explains how terrible that movie is if you think about it now, who was behind the helm, so. Absolutely. Oh, oh boy. Bizarre. Do you know what else I caught, um, just as we're going through other people that were part of this movie? Did you catch who did the music for this movie? Yeah, Alan Silvestri, that guy. <laughs> yeah, like that, the, one of the top three biggest names of action movies, you know, for soundtracks. I mean, we're talking Back to the Future, Avengers, you know, Forrest Gump, all sorts of classic soundtracks. 
And this soundtrack sucks ass. I was just terrible. I was just gonna say, <laughs> I think I have like two or three notes in it from watching this. Like, I hate this music. It's so <laughs> annoying. It, throughout this whole movie, I hated it. I was like, Alan Silvestri, what? What is happening? It's so annoying. It's so a bad. Lot, yeah, a lot of the music in this is like a wow, wow, wow. Like, <laughs> yes! the, like sad phase. Like, oh man, I'm so embarrassed. Like that's the majority of the stuff in this film. Or, or like, like Lethal Weapon knockoff. Because like in the beginning, you yeah. got like the sax, but it's not like yeah. the sexy sax of Lethal Weapon. It's more like a clown sax, like you mentioned. Like it's just really, yeah, like wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Yeah, like, and I feel, I feel terrible. I feel like Alan Sylvester wrote like, I don't know, like 10 minutes of music and they just put it on repeat for this whole like hour and 25 minute movie or whatever. Cause it's just like, it's very obnoxious. Yeah, um, but, the money went. They just gotta, we gotta cash that paycheck. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, Sphinx, I was shocked when that credit came up, when I started watching <laughs> this, I was like, Oh, by the way, did, did everybody watch this on Tubi or did anyone watch it somewhere else? Tubi. It was free on Tubi, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was it was Tubi. Luckily, uh, I, I had I had Amazon Prime like digital credit, so I only paid ninety nine uh, cents. But still, I was thinking. I got. So right. I was thinking about this? going to. I was thinking about going to my dad's house and grabbing that VHS. But yeah, I saw it was on Tubi. Well, it, it's funny. To, I, I we had this uh, conversation. Uh, we had it with uh, LBJ at uh, our Tango and Cash episode, and he is too good for commercials, so he would not watch Tango and Cash on Tubi. He bought it because he's like, I don't do commercials. I'm like, <laughs> oh, like I can handle a couple of commercials. Um, so, and, and then the writers on this: uh, Blake Snyder, William Osborne, and William Davies. I don't, I don't know. I don't have anything about them. I don't know. If, I, I, know, I got nothing. I know William Davies did um, the Johnny English movies, which, you know, fits in line with what we got here. And he did Twins, which oh, okay. kind of fits maybe with why Arnold Schwarzenegger may have been a part of it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know a whole lot about the other two, though. So Yeah, I, I'm just surprised it took three people to write this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to assume... Yeah, I guess I don't know. Well, actually, I'm looking right now for Snyder, Blake Snyder. This was his first screenplay back in 1989. It was in a bidding war uh, <laughs> and sold for half a million dollars, this script. Well, I mean, and we'll maybe talk a little more. I, I do think there is maybe a version of this movie that works. I know that may sound bold to say, but I, I don't think... I don't know if it's, I feel like it's maybe the execution or, or something. Like, I do feel like there is a movie with this concept that maybe works. This is not it. <laughs> no. But I but I do think that there is a way to make a movie kind of with the same idea that maybe works. I think it maybe, and this may be just getting into it too much before we get into it, but maybe this works more as like an interesting movie if it's more like an actual like hard action movie as opposed to like this weird comedy, you know? What if it is like a really serious action movie, but you have this mom involved in it? Like, does that make it better if it's like a hard R and he's like blowing guys away and she's there? I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know why, but I'm thinking of like an action movie version of Waterboy where it's like... <laughs> Kathy Bates and Adam Sandler is the son or something. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so, okay. The cast of this movie, this is when, this is when we're really going to miss LBJ because here's what I got. Uh, you got Sylvester Stallone playing Joe 
Bomowski? Yeah. Bomowski? He's so he's Polish. I swear to God, growing up, I could have sworn, and maybe it's just because of the correlation with Golden Girls, is like, all right, Italian cop, Italian mom. Like, I don't know. It just <laughs> felt like that's the situation. And as I'm watching this, like now as an adult, I was like, no way, they're Polish. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, Estelle Getty's is Polish. She's not Italian, but you know, Stallone is an Italian. So I, I want to step in real quick because yeah. Sylvester Stallone's partner uh, is John Wesley, and he goes by the name Tony. And mm. I just noticed that Joe and Tony are the people in the movie, and the people on this episode we have Joe and Tony. You know it. So <laughs> I, this was a match made in heaven. Right? We are gonna. We're going to make a remake of this, and Sphinx is going to play the Estelle Getty part. No, LPJ (laughs) is going to play the mom. (laughs) LPJ can be the mom. I'll be the bad guy. We'll make that work. Fair enough. You can be the guy from uh, Robin Hood Men and Tights. That's right. The Sheriff of Nottingham. Uh, And and there's the guy from Jurassic Park. So, uh, You guys know everybody. (laughs) Those were... I, I don't know the names. Teams. I just yeah. know he was in the... <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's so, what I know. Sylvester Stallone, Estelle Getty is 2D. Yeah. Joe Beth Williams is Gwen. I'm like, I kind of recognize Joe Beth Williams. She's been in some stuff. And then at one point I was like, is that Big Reigns? Turns out yep. it was. Sure was. Yeah, I Roger Reese is Parnell, who's the bad guy. And that's the guy that, yeah, Glitch and I were remembered as that's the shot uh the sheriff of Rottingham and robin hood men in tights and, and, I, and i and i guess now that i'm looking at this the one guy i can tell he is like the lawyer from jurassic park yeah. right yeah yeah martin fierro he's paulie he was one of the henchmen in the movie yeah the one that gets thrown out the window spoiler alert yeah uh, I didn't recognize oh no i did recognize um what's his name the big black dude um, Ving Rhames? Yeah, Ving Rhames. He we was just, in it. We just talked about <laughs> oh, I, so I, I guess I blanked out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what about Richard Schiff? Did we mention him? I don't know who that is. He was the bald guy. Uh, he worked at the police station. I think he's on like the West Wing. And he's in he's in the Lost World Jurassic Park. Yeah, he's in the West Wing. Uh, I can't think of what else he may have been in. Again, we don't have LPJ here. If you look up his name, though, you'll totally have a craft girl. You'll totally recognize the face. All right. So, uh, which guy are you talking about again? Richard I do have a pulled Schiff. up. Richard Schiff. Richard Schiff. He's got one of those memorable. Oh, yeah. okay. I do recognize his face. It says as the gun clerk. So yeah, I remember he was at the police station. That's all I remembered. So okay, uh, I know oh, he was at the police station. You're right. He was he was the he was, owner of the gun cl- of the gun store when Estelle Getty was trying to buy a a, a weapon. Yeah, that's a gun. what it was. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I do have a couple of net worths. Not nothing nothing too dramatic. I I looked up as a last minute addition here. Uh, so let's start with Ving Rhames. <laughs> what do you guys think about Ving Rhames? What's his net worth? Glitch. Uh. Hmm. I mean, he's got that baby boy money. <laughs> <laughs> that sweet, sweet baby boy money. I'm going to go $4 million. Okay. He, he has won a Golden Globe. I know that. <laughs> Whoa. Look out. I was going to say four as well, so I'll say five. 
man, you guys are lowballing Mr. Ving Rhames. He has $25 million. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So next, uh, Joe Beth Williams. What do you guys think about Joe Beth Williams? I mean, so I don't know anything other than this movie that she's in. I'm going 400,000. I know she was in Poltergeist. She's got that sweet, sweet Poltergeist. Uh, the big chill money, Kramer yeah. versus Kramer money. My wife remember remind she wa- my wife watched the movie with me a few nights ago, and she recognized her from some TV show. I, I don't know. I'll say I'll give her six million. Fifty million dollars. What for Joe Beth Williams? Apparently, she's a you know investor in money. Did some smart stuff. I don't know. I think we dollars. definitely know where um, the money for this movie went. I think it went to these actors. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then finally, old Sly Stallone himself, who we've covered many a times. I mean, but luckily neither of you were on the Tango and Cash episode. So, what do you guys think, uh, Glitch? What do you think for Sylvester Stallone? Uh, I'm going to go with 375. Okay. I'm going to say, I'll say 250. Uh, you guys are, uh, Glitch is close. It's $400 million for Sylvester nice. Stallone. So, uh, makes enough sense. Um, now. Let's stop or my mom will shoot money. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> from now on, I'm going to be like that sweet, sweet stop or my mom will shoot money. Well, just real quick too, it's interesting when you, when you both mentioned how this was like a way for him to compete with Arnold. I feel like early 90s, Stallone definitely took a back seat. Like he was done with the Rambo films. The Rocky movies were done. Like, I think he was maybe holding on to something that he didn't really have anymore. Maybe this was a way to try to make him relevant again. I don't know. Cause obviously Arnold in the early nineties was the action star. Maybe this I mean, was Stallone's attempt to stay relevant. I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's some truth to that. I mean, early nineties is like, Terminator, or Terminator 2 and Total Recall and all that stuff. I mean, and you're right, Stallone, you know, you probably can't think of as many. I mean, he did have Cliffhanger come out in the early 90s, which is still solid, but you could be right. I mean, this is like, and I, and I think uh, Glitch said it, this is obviously a, like a reaction to like Kindergarten Cop and stuff like that. It's like the tough guy in like this role where he, you know, but not as well executed. Um, when, did, uh, when did Judge Dredd come out? Was that 95, 96? 95, 95, yeah, after this. So, but still another kind of clunker. So I I think there's some truth to what you're saying, Sphinx. Um, Now I did, uh, I I don't know, this is usually you, uh, Sphinx. Did you you see what the tagline for this movie was? Because I do have it here if you don't. Uh, I did not. So if you've got it, I'm going to give it to you. Well, I'll tell you what, there's only one. (laughs) Is it stop or my mom will shoot? Unfortunately, it's not. It is. (laughs) Detective Joe Bomowski's mom is in town for a visit. She did the laundry, washed the windows, and scrubbed the floors. Now she's going to clean up the streets. It's so it's, long. <laughs> it's, it's so long, and it's not really what this movie's about. What right? is like, this movie about, though? <laughs> I, I don't know, and I, I will get to it. But I will tell you, there was a point in this movie, and maybe you guys felt it too, where it was like, there was like 20 minutes left, and I was like, 
this really feels like the end of the movie. Like I thought the movie was over and I thought they were confused on Tubi about how long it was. Cause I was like, this seems like the end of the movie. And then it went on for like another like 15 minutes afterwards. And I was like, Oh yeah, they got to wrap up the alleged plot in the villain and stuff. But I was very confused at one point in this. Yeah. I, I think we probably are ready to start to get into it. Right. Yeah, sure. Let's, uh, let's, Unless you want me to deals. dig up some soundtrack music. <laughs> no, I do not. I do not want to hear any of that uh, <laughs> Alan Silvestri. Um, the only thing I wanted to say uh, before we go through the plot, did you guys see this little bit where they said that like Estelle Getty was like, when she found out like that the movie would involve guns, she's like, oh, I'm only going to do it if there's no guns in it. They were like, yeah, sure, there won't be any guns. <laughs> the movie's literally called Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. What the hell did she think? <laughs> she's holding a gun on the poster <laughs> of the movie. So apparently, uh, yeah, I guess that wasn't maybe too, uh, she wasn't too against it. Maybe they. Maybe that's where some extra money went. So, okay, I, let's, let's try and get through this. Uh, <laughs> You know, I was hoping we were going to be able to share some laughs and jokes that we liked on this movie. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think it's going to be more we're going to make fun of this movie. Well, which... there were jokes in this movie? Well, yeah, not so much. Um, okay, so we're introduced to Stallone. Um, he's like an undercover cop of some sorts, I guess. Like he's supposed to be doing a, a deal for some what appeared to be like televisions, I guess. Yeah, some sting we, operation with Panasonic TVs. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to recover what they stole from the original Fast and Furious movie, apparently, all those <laughs> TVs and stuff. So, um, yeah, and that's where they, you know, uh, that's where Bing Rames is, um, because that's where I have the note. My second note for this, is that Bing Rames? Question yeah. mark? <laughs> He's, uh, I, don't, I don't trust him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the start. So, so he has he ends up having a shootout with this guy. Uh, Stallone's partner, I guess, gets shot in the butt. Like that's supposed to be funny. Is that what happened? Because didn't he also say like he had glass in his ass? Yeah, it was glass. Oh, okay. I was so he thought he was shot. And then yeah, right. Being... I didn't know at first. I thought he was shot because they didn't really show it. And then he kind of started limping. So I asked my wife, I'm like, was he shot? And she's like, I don't know. And then, yeah, like Stallone yells at him, like, you got glass in your ass. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know how that happened, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess they were in the junkyard. So, okay. So, so this deal is done. And then there's kind of like this whole little bit where Stallone's like far and he's all these places and he's calling. Wait, wait, wait. You skipped over how he got the criminals. You, you, you can't pass oh. up where uh, four of the million dollars of this movie went. It was, he shot a gigantic neon sign that fell on top of the criminals. That is true. He like shot that. He was like shot the things holding it in place. Yeah. Uh, I, thank you. I did forget. About that. Some impressive marksmanship right there for a uh, LA cop. Oh, wait, I got some more marksmanship of his own, like when we get later in the movie. <laughs> so uh, he's trying to make this call and the person on the other end isn't answering and we'll come to find out that he's trying to get a hold of his mom, but she she won't pick up the phone. Um, I, he goes into the police station. I didn't quite understand the relationship with him and that other detective that was just like a dick to him all the time. Like he, like he was really aggressive and I was like, well, that's not his boss. So I don't, I don't really understand what their kind of dynamic was. And they, and they were giving him a hard time about the operation the night before, but he caught the guys and stopped the TVs from getting stolen. Right. Like, didn't he do his job? (laughs) Yeah. So, I, I like, quite... why is he being, like, laughed at? Like, no, like his partner got 
glass in the ass. That was about it. Like, no one else died. I don't understand, yeah, like, why it was so funny. I don't know. And then, like, so then, like, we're introduced to his actual boss, lieutenant of the station, who's, act, who's his girlfriend that he's dating. <laughs> Which yeah. seems like, like, I don't know. It just seems like something that wouldn't really be allowed in, like, a, a police precinct. But I don't know. I mean, and everybody a- knows about it, too. Like, they didn't keep it under wraps. So, like, the whole department knows that they're dating because they later, like, pick on him about it. And, yeah, and they're and they're all like watching them through the blinds when they're talking and stuff. And <laughs> but but she like dumps him because he like can't express his feelings. He's like too reserved, and he never like he like went out for drinks after the bust and didn't call her to tell her that he would tell him that he was tell her that he was okay. Uh, whatever she dumps him, they're kaputs. So, so he was so he was calling his mom, and she doesn't believe him. Yeah. But the thing that like bothers me the most, how long did he call her? Because like I mean, I love my mom, but I'm not gonna spend like 40 minutes on the phone trying to get a hold of her. And also, what woman in the 90s doesn't have an answering machine? A grandma, maybe. I feel like <laughs> they're the number one buyers of answering machines. <laughs> my question right. my question is this though. Why is he calling his mom? Is he trying to because, stop her from coming to visit? Because she's from New York City. New, and yeah, and well, she's going to fly to visit. So that, is that why he's calling her to tell her to stay home? That's the impression I got. Yeah, that's okay. what they kind of reveal it, when he picks her up at the airport. Is that like she purposely wasn't answering the phone? Because it, it's kind of stated that he is. she's supposed to visit him for a long time, like many times. But he always calls and cancels it. It's like, oh, it's not a good time. So I, I think the implication is that she's not answering the phone so she can get out there without him, like, canceling it. So so then we find out that, like, Tootie loves to share childhood stories about Joe. And so apparently she just tells them to everybody that she comes into contact with. So I think it's when she's leaving the airplane and he's at the airport to pick her up. Like half the people on the plane are like laughing at them, including the people like the stewardesses. And I think I I wrote one line I wrote down was how he got his PP stuck in the zipper, <laughs> <laughs> which is like, uh, and this is just so random, but it's just like it speaks to the times now. But it's so wild whenever I watch these movies. It's like, oh, remember how airports used to be when you could just like yeah. go wherever? They're just like, yeah, whatever. I don't know, just go wherever you want in the airport, you don't have to dig it. Like it always, it always like, it's so weird, you know, I mean, like to think of like how things are now, if you go to the airport versus then, I mean, yeah. and they get back to the airport later on and he's running through it and stuff. So I, I don't know. That always kind of, that always kind of, uh, I find that funny. Um, but anyway, so like he picks her up, they're driving home and like while they're driving home, they stop because they get a call about a jumper. Who's going to like standing on the ledge of a building and he's going to jump. Like lethal uh, weapon style, you know, like this is totally a, a a reaction to in Lethal Weapon One, where Mel Gibson tries to stop the jumper. That's exactly what I thought of when this happened, because it's yeah, like it, very it, early in the movie. They're both detectives. It's like, okay, you're just knocking off. This is just a knockoff of Lethal Weapon. And, and conveniently, like Stallone's like, well, I'm gonna go try. I'm gonna take care of this. Conveniently, do they they like. Tell the still get it like, yeah, this guy's upset. He really wants to talk to his mom or something. <laughs> like, okay, why do, they, why do they know that? I don't know, but he wants to talk to his mom. So Stallone goes up there and then like Estelle Getty gets her hands on the bullhorn and it's like embarrassing some more, like talking about Joey this, Joey that, blah, 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 blah. She pulls out the photo album. And he's like, yeah. not the photos, mom. 
Yeah. So so poorly acted. Like I feel like when we watch Stallone throughout this movie, the way he talks when he has to like react to the things that Estelle Getty does, I don't think it's acting. I think he's legit (laughs) annoyed that he has to say the lines that he's being asked to say because they're so childlike. Like Stallone is, I don't know, like 40s in this movie. But he acts like he's like 20 years old. Like, mom, no, don't do that. Mom, no, stop (laughs) embarrassing me. It's like, what? Like, it's just not believable. Yeah, well, yes. Uh, and, and eventually the jumper's like, oh, man, I thought I had problems. Good luck. And he goes back inside. And so uh, he takes her home, you know, and like you get that fun little bit where for some reason she's cleaning his apartment at like her house at three in the morning. She's like vacuuming. And for uh, some reason, we get to see Stallone's ass twice. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I feel like that was a prerequisite of Stallone. His 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 butt is featured in Tango and Cash, too. So. <laughs> Who knows? I I laughed with my wife because on Prime, you know, it said it was PG-13 and it said nudity. And I'm like, oh, maybe we're going to see Estelle Getty naked. (laughs) (laughs) And nope, it was Sylvester Stallone's ass. That was the nudity. Um, So, yeah, and then you get that bit where she cleans his gun. Like, she, like, puts his gun and, like, washes it. And it's not funny. It's just stupid. Like, why would you do that? And then she, like, uh, acts like she doesn't know what she's doing. She's literally, if the fucking thing is armed, and she's pointing it to her own head. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not a mor. Like, she's just a mom. Like, moms aren't dumb, but yeah, you're making it, her it, it does, so like, dumb. It does, like, it's like, uh, my mom has never used a firearm, but I imagine that she would know not to point one at her face or, or something like that. Like. Right? She also watches the bullets individually, which, by the way, this uh, brings up an interesting thing, not about the movie, but just about the fact that I do not know the correct spelling of the word bullets because I wrote it down three times in my notes and I don't think any of them are Okay. So that's just a side note. I don't know how to spell bullets. Uh, I'm an atrocious speller. Uh, spell check is a lifesaver for me. So when I take handwritten notes for these movies, there are a lot of words that are bad. So how did uh, you spell? No, you can't stop there. Yeah, you got to tell us you, how you spelled yeah, it. How did you spell it? I think it's B U L L I T. Here are the here are the three ways I spelled it. None of them I think are right. I first spelled it B U L L I E T S. Then I what? spelled it. Where did that S come from? <laughs> then they all have S's on it because it was plural. It says washes his gun and bullets. Okay. So I it's, spelled it. So you did it's. So I spelled it B-U-L-L-I-E-T-S. Then I spelled it B-U-L-L-I-T-S. Nope. And, the, and then I spelled it B-U-L-B-U-L-E-T-T-S. None of those are right. <laughs> I looked it up. It's B-U-L-L-E-T. Yeah. I thought maybe it was I-T. I think <laughs> yes. I'm thinking there's the movie Bullet, which is I-T, but I think a Bullet. You guys are crazy. Yeah. Yes. Well, there's there's Bullet Bourbon, and I think that's spelled different, too. So <laughs> I just know from the, the Washington Bullet, so that's probably the only reason I remember how to spell it. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. Well, we might have just discovered a new fun feature for this podcast regarding <laughs> how Joe can't spell. Because <laughs> I mean, I, I won't judge. I, I probably spelled a couple things wrong here. I just, I'm not a good speller. I'll tell you what, uh, spoiler alert for people that regularly listen to the podcast, it's possible upcoming upcoming that I had a lot of trouble spelling the word mosquito. Uh, <laughs> not for this movie, but maybe coming up. Um, Schwarzenegger okay. is a tough one to spell, too. 
Yes. Um, that's why a lot of times when I'm when I'm taking notes, I just put initials for people's names so I don't have to keep smelling it. Uh, you, just, you just draw a picture of Schwarzenegger every time. <laughs> so I do have a question because you're right. She walks in and I'm in the shower. Do people, and maybe people do this in real life, do people really shave while they're in the shower? Like I don't. I never have. I think women do for their legs, right? Yes. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's diff, different in a way because I feel like I could look, you can look down and see your legs. Like, I just don't trust myself enough no. with a razor to shave. But, like, that's something I feel like you see all the time in movies and TV shows. So, um, so I haven't shaved in, like, nine years. I just uh, I just trim it. That's it. I I, uh, I have the same razors from college. So I can't tell you. Uh, I can tell you I probably wouldn't shave in the shower because uh, – I did have a mirror in the shower at home when I was living with my parents and it would fog up. It was just always in there. And I'd be yeah. like, okay, who's going to use this for shaving? Because it just fogs up the moment you turn the shower on. So I, I don't, I don't get how you do that. Well, plus I would have my glasses off. So I wouldn't help me anyways. I'd be blind as a bat. So I'd probably just come out with just like blood streaming down my face. But um, anyways, so this launches us into, I guess what is the main plot of this? Cause Estelle Getty's like, Oh, I feel bad. I'm going to go. Get him a gun. After she feeds him this gigantic fucking breakfast that he doesn't, or he eats like a little bit of it. Like, did you see that table? There was like eggs, pancakes, waffles, fruit, yogurt, like the whole shebang. And he's like, he like can't move. Um, Amazing. So that was my uh, favorite scene. I just want to point that out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it did make me hungry. (laughs) So she's like, I'm going to get him a gun to replace the one I ruined. So she goes to a gun store and she picks out one she likes from the guy that uh, Sphinx remembers. But then they're like, well, hold on. There's like a two-week cooling off period in order to get the gun. So she's like, well, I need it now. So, like, there's this guy in the store who's kind of, like, looking at her funny. And I'm like, what's this deal? So she leaves the store and he's like, hey, do you need a gun now? I can help you out. And he's selling a bunch of guns with his buddy out of the back of a van. And not just a bunch of guns. He sells Estelle Getty fucking fully automatic weapons. Like, it's like a, not, not like like a Uzi, little. It's like an Uzi, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It is an Uzi, yeah. yeah. And, and for some reason, like, she thinks that he, that, that Joe's, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, she knows he's a police officer. She literally knows that this is an illegal transaction because it's in the van in the back of the gun store. So, like, what was she thinking was going to happen here? That she was going to show up and give this to Joe. I like how she wraps it all up, too, and puts it in, like, a little bow, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's when like, she gives it to him, it's, it's all, it's, like, in a box and wrapped and stuff. But, right, like... Right, like, it's not funny, it's just stupid. Like, it's, <laughs> I, you know... I do think it's funny, like, when uh, when she's at the gun store and he's telling her the price, she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's that much. Doesn't she pay more to the guy in the back of the van for that gun? Like, I could have sworn, like, I was thinking... She doesn't seem upset about paying like three fifty for this Uzi, but when it, the it guy was be. like three twenty five for this gun, she's like, "Oh my god, that's outrageous!" It could be, but remember, she's like, "Throw it! You got to throw in the extra clip." So maybe, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. Um, okay, so <sighs> you okay there, Joe? Yeah, I just. <laughs> You're just remembering I, that the fact that you had to watch this movie. Yeah, and it's my own fault. That's the problem. It's like usually I like to be able to blame this stuff on other people, but I was the one that was like, let's do this movie. Uh, okay, so I'm just trying to think of the best way to explain this. So what we learned is that the guy selling the guns out of the back of the van stole the guns uh, from these other bad guys, and the other criminals are watching them, and they're like, we're going to go get the guns back. 
So a stealth Getty buys the gun, starts walking away. These other guys basically do a drive-by, kill one of the guys, and the other guy takes off in the van uh, with the guns. And that makes Estelle Getty like a witness to the murder. So they take her to the police station and kind of like interview her. And they're like, well, you're going to have to stay in town longer now because you're a witness to this murder. Uh, And Stallone's not happy about it because like the case is given to that. I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy that's like the big dick to him, who's like his coworker. Yeah. Right. Like that's kind of the next sequence of events. And she's like, hey, listen. I didn't really tell him what happened. I'm going to tell you what happened. Yeah, she so plays he, dumb. Yes. And she's like, uh, she's like, I'm going to tell you what happened so we can solve this case together. So she like held back information from the investigation. Totally, totally illegal. Yeah. <laughs> you can totally do that. There's no crime. You won't get punished for and that I, at all. And I mean, she's like 70 years old. How does she think she's going to help solve the crime? But she does. Did that's, you not see the movie? That's how the, she. I know. That's how the movie unfolds. She ends up helping, but it's um, bizarre. So, so then, he, then we get like I don't even want to spend this much time on this part. But he has a weird nightmare scene where he's like <laughs> trying to solve oh a crime God. and he's like wearing a diaper and stuff. And oh boy, yeah, he's like, "Come here, Joe. I gotta change you." And then they like pan out to see him in his diaper, and he looks down. He's like, "Mom." <laughs> That is, is the like, number one thing I remember from this movie. Uh, and actually, the number two thing I remember from this movie uh, apparently didn't actually happen in the movie, and it was just my imagination, maybe Mandela effect. Uh, so I don't know if this scene is coming up, but it's the one where uh, Stel Getty is doing the driving. Yes, that's coming up, yeah. And uh, so for some reason in my head, I remember like a scene where she gets to a red light and stops. Well, they're chasing someone, and he says, you can go through the red light. I'm a cop. And she goes, no, it's red, red. And he goes, it's against the law. And he says, I am the law, which obviously <laughs> is a line from Judge Dredd. So maybe in my head somewhere, I was thinking that that was in the movie because I could have sworn. I remember I was watching this with my wife, and I was like, uh, did she do the red light thing? And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I had to rewind. I watched the scene like three times. I was like, did I miss it? What is going on? I like how Glitch oh. is fusing together Stallone movies. Did yeah. he later he- go, <laughs> Adrian! Adrian! <laughs> Glitch wrote some kind of deleted scene for this movie that doesn't exist. He starts throwing grenades like Rambo. He's got the Rambo paint on in the end, too. So, okay, so they're back at the police station. Um, she starts talking to the Lieutenant Gwen, showing him pictures of him as a baby, her kind of normal M.O. This is where I have that note that says, this soundtrack sucks. I wrote down, it's like family feud music that's playing. Like, that's the sound I got. Was It sounded like the family feud. Because it was a car chase that it was going on, the one that, that Glitch was just well, talking about. Well, yeah, because leading up to the car chase, basically, she tells him about everything that she saw in the murder scene, including the van and the license plate. So they track it down. They go to the house where the guy that survived the shooting, his house, he's not there, but his girlfriend is. And those two, like the the lawyer from Jurassic Park and the the fat guy, they're like uh, there and they have a big chase on foot. Um, And that's when they drive in the car uh, and she's driving for some reason. And then they end up crashing into a giant dumpster, right? Like that's <laughs> like a really big dumpster they yeah. crash into, like one that a car could fit in. I was so confused by that. Did you guys hear the, the homeless guy's line, right? No. When they crash in the dumpster? 
I can't remember so they, what he said, but yeah, I don't know why I thought it was hilarious. They crash to the dumpster, and then you can hear the guy go, uh, "There's nothing in there. I already looked." <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so they go back to the police station, and Ross—that's the guy's name, Ross. Ross. He's really mad, and he's yelling at him. And this—I, I, this is my note that says Ross sucks, and I'm confused. He's not Stallone's boss, right? With a question mark. So, like, I don't know what his deal is. No, but he um, but, pisses off Stallone, and then Stallone <laughs> throws his ass into the toilet and gives yeah. him a swirly. Yeah, and that, that's how that's how like defanged Stallone is in this movie. You think like he would punch him or something like that, but no, he literally just gives him a swirly. An adult man picks up another adult man and gives him a swirly in this yeah. movie. And it's because um, Ross tells him that his mother's cookies suck. That was, you remember that part? That was the re- that that's off. what put him yeah. over the edge was that his mom's cookies <laughs> suck. God, um so bad. Okay, so we get a little backstory that apparently these guns were like a, a shipment of guns or something that were allegedly burned up in a warehouse fire and they were supposedly destroyed. Yeah, the sheriff of Rottingham, the the main boss now shows up. He's in like this business 90s business office that's like empty and big. And yeah, we find out that yeah, like this warehouse burnt down. There were guns in there, but it sounds like they got the guns out of there before the fire and they wanted to collect the insurance money as well yeah. as sell the guns. Is that kind of what I'm what you guys got out Yes, it's like they were they were going to collect the money, the insurance money for the guns and then redistribute them. And that's where the people in the van stole some of the guns from this larger shipment of guns. Yeah, Yeah, because Stallone has his partner, Tony, run the serial number on the Uzi that uh, Estelle Getty got for him. Yeah. And so 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 then like the sheriff of Nottingham is like, uh, you know, you you can't check anything like you don't have a warrant or anything. And this is where Estelle Getty threatens to take down the sheriff of Nottingham's pants and give him a spanking because for some reason, Estelle Getty is, you know, in the middle of all of this as the mom. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I do, this is a point in the movie where I'm like, I really don't feel like she should be working this case. with them. She like, <laughs> he keeps like taking her places. Um, also, you don't forget, this is the scene where she says, I'll be back, which mm-hmm. made me, yep. made me audibly groan when I was watching this. Um, they go to the warehouse to investigate it. He locks his mom in the car because she's like, he's like, you can't come in here. But he like call she calls some dude on the police radio, and the dude's like, Oh man, I love your cookies, uh, Tootie. Uh, and like tells her where a flapjack is so she can get out of the car, I guess. Yeah. Um which, which have you ever tried to use that before? I, no, have, I, I, yeah, have I have once when I was in college. They're not easy. It's, I, it's I not easy. No, I don't think Estelle Getty was getting her ass out of that car. But Also, when he locks it in the car, can you do that? He just takes like the knobs like off the old doors where that you push the locks up and down. He just pulls those off. Like, I didn't know if you could do that. She, or couldn't she just open the door handle? She's inside the car. Also, I mean, it's, so also it's I, if, LA. If I remember, if I remember correctly, yeah, you could do that on old vehicles because I, I want to say we had a car where you could do that. And not all doors used to be able to open from the inside. So you actually had to physically unlock it. Everything had to be unlocked in order for it to open. I will say, so. I don't know what time of the year it is, but this is LA. He probably was trying to kill her. Oh, by... she could have died. Yeah, yeah, for sure. She could have died in that damn car. <laughs> he cracked so... the window. So, I mean, it's okay. <laughs> did he crack the window? I don't yeah, he does. He, did. he left the windows cracked. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, fair enough. So she gets out. She goes into the warehouse. The two, like, crook guys, they start 
they're, they're trying to kill him, but they're supposed to make it look like an accident. So they start using a wrecking ball to like crush the warehouse. Mm-hmm. They get out. Uh, you get the actual. Wait, 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 wait. So how did they get out? Like what, how did he stop the demolition truck? Oh, he, he shoots the chain off the ball while it's swinging. <laughs> Another right. sharpshooter spot where he just seems to have the best aim, apparently. I forgot about that. And we, we also get when they're chasing the guys down is when we also uh, get the uh, another groan inducing when Stallone actually says stop or my mom will shoot. Uh-huh. Um, they catch. Here's the thing, too. It's like they catch that fat bad guy mm. they realized that he was the one sneezing at the sheriff of Nottingham's office i just want to point out i love the fact that you guys are calling him the sheriff of nottingham <laughs> <laughs> but i don't like, know what his name is in the movie so <laughs> but like that's it like why them catching that one guy doesn't do anything else like like you know what i'm saying they don't get any information they only no. suspect the sheriff because he's they're like oh he was the one sneezing that we heard in the office anyways uh, the lieutenant gets a bunch of roses in her office, supposedly from Stallone. She's like really excited. She kisses them in the middle of the office, but then Stallone's like, not just a kiss, like intense, passionate. Everyone's like all around, like, Ooh, yeah. ah. and then and Stallone's then... like, oh, I, I just said those flowers. <laughs> and like, that was my Stallone. I just, I thought I tried. It wasn't great. Um, so she like punches him in the face, goes home, is really mad at his mom makes this big list of rules. He's a real dick about it. Like, this is all the stuff you can't do, blah, 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 blah. She um, she kind of hits him with some hard facts about his life, you know? Like, really kind of sticks it back to him about, like, you know, you're alone because of this and all this stuff. And so then... I like how they start some, fighting outside and then all the yeah. neighbors come to and, watch And then they're well. like, they're like, you tell him, Tootie, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. So then he... He goes to the office to drink, I guess, because that's where you go if you want to, like, kick back a few. I know I often would be like, I got to go to my desk at work to get that bottle of booze to drink. All right, so here's a couple things I know that you cannot do. So, one, you cannot date your boss. (laughs) Uh, Two, you can't beat up your coworker, assault him like it's no big deal. (laughs) And three, you can't drink on the job. I'm pretty sure those are things that are, like, standard with, you know, having a responsible job. Like, I don't know. Is that just me? I have no idea. No, I, I definitely think that's true. I mean, I, I definitely don't think you can just go in like, you know, maybe sometimes at the, at the office, you know, co-workers will have a drink after work hours or whatever, but I don't think you just go in at any time of the day and pull out a bottle of booze and start ripping shots at your desk. <laughs> I was going to say, at your desk, especially. Um, so then, like, the lieutenant shows up, and they kind of, like, make up, and he's like, ah, oh, you know, my mom said it, but what she told me was right, and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. They start making out, uh, and it seems like it's going to go further. I don't know. That's an intense makeout session they have in the office again. Okay. We're getting close to the end of this. Thank God. <laughs> so we get back to the sheriff of Rottingham, um, and, like, he's like, well, now that we have the guns back, we can get out of here and sell them, which I don't – they never say that they got the guns back, right? Like, that's not, no. like – they never say that they or show that they got the guns back from the guy in the van. Am I am I wrong in thinking that? He's just like, we got the guns back. And I'm like, did they? Like, I don't feel, I feel like they never tie that up. They're like looking to get the guns back. They go to the guy's house and talk to the girl. She's like, I don't know where he is. And that's it. And then they're like, well, we got the guns back. Anyways, that's besides the point. They're trying to tie up loose ends. So they throw, <laughs> they throw the, the lawyer for Jurassic Park out the window to kill him and to get rid of him. Which I okay. guess that's just because he keeps failing to kill Joe. Is that why he kills him? I I, 
I guess. I don't know. It seems it could like also a- probably be one of those things like, you know, less people, you don't just put as much money. I always think of that as another way. Yeah, That's true. So Stallone's mom is like upset. Uh, she leaves him a note uh, and he uh, tracks her down at the airport to stop her from leaving. And is like, oh, you were right. I'm sorry, mom. You can stay, blah, blah, blah. This is where I'm like, is this the end of the movie? It feels like the end of the movie. <laughs> like it really felt like he was running through the airport to get her to stop her from leaving, and he catches up to her, and they like, they like, you know, like their relationship. It's fixed, and he apologizes, and I'm like, this is the end of the movie. And right? he's got the girl like back, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like. This is actually the point of the movie where I was like, wait, is this an action movie or is this just a sappy like <laughs> drama? So- well, then here's the thing. It's not the end of the movie because they go back to his house and his house is broken into. And who's there? But it's the big, huge guy who sold him the gun. Uh, and they, they hit him with a frying pan one of two times. How um, did he know to go to Joe's house? No clue. Absolutely. No, absolutely zero clue as to how he knew how to get there. But he's there. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, why, uh, that's a good he, question. Why Why would he know where Joe How did lived? he find his house? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so he ends up telling them where they're going to be shipping the guns, because I guess they're flying the guns to, like, South America or something. Uh, Stallone handcuffs uh, this guy and his mom together so he can go after him. But, of course, and, he gets and how, is that a, how is that a good idea? You're going to handcuff oh. a criminal to your mother? <laughs> that's <laughs> and then leave not, him at the house? That sounds like a yeah, horrible that, idea. It definitely does. It's it's it is a very bad idea. But yeah, she gets out of dark. That could have went really dark. <laughs> yeah. She gets out. She gets out. Uh, hits him with a frying pan again. Steals his ride and his gun. Um. So Stallone's at this airport. He like waits till he gets there to call backup. Which I was like, why? Why didn't you call backup on the way there if you knew like weird stuff was going down? Because he's a shitty detective. Um, that's true. His, uh, Estelle Getty gets caught because she just pulls up like in the van, like right to where they're loading the guns. Um, so they're trying to take off in the plane. He jumps into a conveniently placed semi truck that's there on the runway and stops the plane from taking off with this. This is the most, This is the most bizarre way that you stop a plane. Like uh, we've seen a lot of action movies on this podcast, but he he rams the truck. And just slowly takes apart different parts of the plane, but the truck continues to drive every time. Like, I think it's the last time it, it, he, like, he, like, runs it into the propeller, mm-hmm. and he causes the propeller to stop. Yet the truck is still operational. Well, I'm like, how did this truck, like, catch up to the plane in the first place? Like, Great I don't think... question, too. <laughs> I don't know much about semis, but... I would guess that a plane is faster than a semi. I don't know. I and, mean, I'm not and the I'm not tr- an aviation expert. And the truck crash is so badly choreographed. Like, did you catch it at all? It like you can see it's like clearly in slow motion. It crashes and then it like pauses and then things start to blow up. It's like it's so badly done. It was probably like, all right, guys, we got one crack at this, regardless of how shitty this looks. And that's the one that they went with. <laughs> so uh, it ends up like uh, uh, the sheriff of Rottingham is going to shoot Stallone. Estelle Getty shows up or, or gets out of the plane and like ends up shooting him and stopping him with the gun. And like she doesn't kill him. but she Nobody hurts him. my baby is what yeah. she says. And she I, there's I, I mean, I, so she shoots a revolver. 
both times. And those have a ton of kickback. And she just like handles those guns like they're nothing. I just want. Yeah, <laughs> no, agreed. So, oh, and also, so when she shoots him, I'm irritated that Stallone is just standing there the whole time. Like, even when Sheriff Nottingham like turns around to like shoot at her, he's just like, all right. Yeah! That something's what, gonna happen. Try to save your I, mother's I, life. I like maybe he in his head he was like, "All right, this is a win-win situation." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I'll let dead, him. Yeah. or I get this promotion. We're we're looking good. It's aces here. We're all set." Can I also remind you all how she's been such a good shot? Yet in the beginning of the movie, she aimed the fucking gun to her own forehead. Well, yeah, that's that's true too. So so you're like, okay, we're done with the movie, right? No, there's still a little bit left. Cut back to the airport. Uh, Stallone and the lieutenant are now engaged. Okay. Um, and they like Estelle Getty's like, I think I recognize that guy over there. He looks shady. He looks like a criminal. I saw him on like America's Most Wanted. The guy gets really shifty, pulls out a gun. Stallone chases him through the airport, tackles him, captures him. And like the ending of the movie is Estelle Getty's like, oh, I just remember what this guy is wanted for. He shot his mother, and they cut the slow, and he's like, then thankfully, we're done with the movie. Wow. Yeah, did they did they get engaged? Like, did, did Estelle Getty stay there longer, or did they just decide to get engaged immediately after they stopped the Sheriff of Nottingham? I think it's implied that she ended up staying, because, you know, like, they had such a good relationship after all this, but like they end up, yeah, she ended up staying for like a couple more weeks. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, man, this movie. It I, sucks I, ass. <laughs> yeah, it was not. It took, it like, it, this movie is not a long movie. Like, it's like an hour and 20, it's less than an hour and a half with credits. And it, it, you know, I, you know that I always break these up and I watch them, but this took me way longer than it should have to watch. Cause I'd watch it for like 20 minutes and I'd be like, Oh God, <laughs> like I got to take a break on this. And yeah, it's, ah, gosh, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. I, I don't know what to say. I guess so here, I guess here's a testament to, uh, to how bad this movie is. So like, if you listen to the legend of retro, I do a lot of research. Like I, I probably do the most out of the, the four guys. Cause I like to kind of know like the all around everything about the game. And like, whenever I come on the show, I probably watch the movie two to three times, depending. I do a lot of research. I watch a lot of behind the scenes. I look up the cast. I watched this movie once. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I think 12 bullet points, which is like nothing. And I was I was satisfied with that. I didn't need to do anything else. I was like, "That's it. No. That's good." Well, yeah, yeah. And there's just there's not a ton to talk about. Like a lot of times, you know, like, like IMDb has a lot of facts. They barely had a page of facts on this, and we've talked about most of them. One of them is that Roger Ebert says this is one of the worst films I've ever seen. It has no funny moments. It has no interesting moments. <laughs> and that's pretty spot on. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta um, say too, glitch. Like you know, when I when I left the show back in the winter, the last show, the last episode of Last Second Podcast I did was The Dark Knight. You know, one of my absolute favorite movies oh, of yeah. all time. And this is how I decide to bring myself <laughs> back: is will stop or my mom will shoot. 
like, you know, I'm like, all ready. I got my I got my notebook with me again. I'm like, all right, getting back into Last Action Podcast, and I'm like, this movie's fucking terrible. And like, this was last, not in a good. And this way. was Sphinx's last episode after this too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's the one thing I will say for this before we get into our our, our, our ratings here is that I didn't think this movie was going to be good. Like there are no. movies that we've gone into where I was surprised at how bad they are. I didn't have high expectations for this. It it did not. It somehow was lower than those expectations, but I knew it was going to be bad. I guess I should say that going into it. So it wasn't like I was like, I thought this was going to be good. It, it, it kind of was what I thought it was going to be. I always that, hope for like a Delta Force bad. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. well, like yeah, they're, they're so bad that it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Deal, and that's not what this movie was, unfortunately. No, I think I think you're thinking of Invasion USA. That oh, yeah. Hilarious. Delta Force was a was off. Delta Force was a slog. Invasion USA was one of the funniest movies you ever watched. I mean, or it could be like one of those comedies where like uh, like down Periscope where like it's not an all around good movie, but there are like some really funny like antidotes in it. And like, oh, maybe one actor did like an amazing job or was like super hilarious. Like this has nothing. This has none of that. There wasn't like a breakthrough character or someone who kind of stole the show. Like this is just bad on top of bad. No, really I is. have here that uh, it won three Golden Raspberry Awards. <laughs> Stallone got Worst Actor. Getty got Worst Supporting Actress. Which, wouldn't she just be Best Actress or Worst Actress? Who, Who's taking over for her? Why is she supporting? I don't know. Anyway. And then uh, Worst Screenplay. So Seems about oh, right. Yeah, yeah sounds yep. right. Um, you think we're ready to rate this then? Oh, I think we're ready to rate this. All right. Okay. Hopefully that was enough time. I don't know. <laughs> LPJ gets to edit all this later. So I hope oh, he has I... to listen to this. Oh, my oh God. he sure does. He sure does. Um, um, our guest usually goes first, uh, yeah. but you can punt it to one no, of us I'll, if you want to. So I'll, I'll go first. So, uh, so Sphinx messaged me <laughs> if I wanted to do this movie. And I was like, I don't know if he like knows I'd seen this before. But one reason I wanted to jump on this episode was because on a Noiseland arcade episode, uh, Homer at Bat, I think it was, uh, Sphinx mm-hmm. was a, a, a guest. Yep. And they had talked about the episode being released the same time this movie came out. Mm-hmm. And Craig was like, oh, stop where I'm almost shooting. He goes, isn't that the lady from the Golden Girls? And Sphinx goes, no, no, not quite. That's not her. I thought it was at first, but it's not her. And it I doesn't like, look like her. On the on the I, Discord, I was in there like that morning, like, oh my god, I can't believe you said that. It's totally sells again. He's like, what the hell's wrong with you? So, like in my head, I was like, all right, I'm gonna be on this episode. I'm gonna give Sphinx a ton of shit. And then I watched the movie, and then I realized I'm the one being pranked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I give this movie. What's the lowest you guys do? Because is there a point five? You could give zero. You could, you could give zero if you want. Man, I I give it. I'll, I'll give it a point five. I, I. It's hard for me to say. It's like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's not, but it's not good. I'm never gonna watch it again. Point five. Point five machine guns. Uh, I I will say books. real quick to 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 step in. When I was on that Noiseland arcade episode, is when I saw the the um the poster, the movie poster. And it didn't quite look like Estelle Getty because I was imagining the Golden Girl. 
Estelle well, yeah, Getty, who has, and I who was, clearly that is a whole outfit that she wears on Golden Girls. Yeah, well, I, I will say this, like, uh, you know me, I don't want to step in and defend the Sphinx here, but uh, <laughs> Estelle Getty, from my understanding, was actually, the in, in real life, the youngest of all the Golden Girls, so they actually ma- made her look older than so she was. She was younger, she was younger than uh, 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 Betty White and B. Arthur by a year, uh, and but she was Older than uh, Rue McClanahan? Was that yeah, the other she one? was supposed yeah. to be B. Arthur's mom. Right. right. She's supposed to be B. Arthur's mom on the show, so she wore a lot more like yeah, you know, a wig they, and stuff like that. But she was actually a year younger than B. Arthur and Betty White. Yeah, but they made her look older. So right. I, I will agree that she, because you're so used to how she looks on that show, that it is a little startling in this movie when you're like, oh, okay. Like it is. Uh, <laughs> but, anyways, so half a machine gun. From Glitch, what, what do we got from you, Sphinx? Uh, I mean, I'm thinking back to some of the worst movies I've watched on this show, on this podcast, like Spawn and The Crow and other shit like that. And I'm like, would I rather watch this than those? And I think the answer is yes. So it's still terrible. So I'm going to give it one machine gun. Not, not gonna What did you pass. give RoboCop? RoboCop was like one and a half, maybe two. Okay. That was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> I just know you notoriously don't like that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you guys are, are pretty spot on with this. Uh, it, it's not good. It's not bad in a fun way. It's just bad. Um, it, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like offensively bad, like as in like I hated watching it because it was so bad. It was just boring and stupid and just like, it's just nothing. It's a, like a wisp of a movie. And it doesn't like, it, it, like I said, it, it, I said earlier, is there a better, is there a good version of this movie? I don't know. Maybe not. It's definitely not this one. Um, I'm telling you, it's the Kathy Bates, Adam Sandler <laughs> version. Like. Um, but, but yeah, it, it was short and, and I didn't have to pay to watch it. And it, it's, it's not the worst thing I've seen. Like I said, it didn't make me mad. It just was like, this is stupid. So I'll go with, I'll go with one machine gun as well. It's don't, don't watch it. No. Um, if, if you don't have to. Yeah. Even, <laughs> even, even if it's free on Tubi, like you guys have said, it's still not worth a watch <laughs> at all. Yeah. I mean, agreed. <laughs> yeah. Go watch uh Robin Hood men in tights. It's much better. There you yeah, go. Yeah. I haven't seen or it Jurassic while, Park. You know what? I kind of want, Oh yeah, much better too. Watch all the movies that these people were, all the people in this movie were in. Like Ving Rhames is in the Mission Impossible movies. Those are go see better, Baby so. Boy with uh, Ving <laughs> or how watch um, an episode. All of right, Golden well, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, well, I think we did it, guys. Uh, I just, somehow we talked about this movie quite a bit, and I and I was a little weird because I was like, "There's not a lot," but we did it. No, um, we made it. Uh, Glitch, do you have anything you want to you want to plug? Uh, yeah, for sure. I am on the Legend of Retro, which is part of the Gamezilla Media Network. Uh, alongside me is Chops, Xander, and Craig, all which have been on this show multiple times. Um, so if you like retro video games, go check us out. The Legend of Retro, where we do uh, retro games when we talk about a specific game, and then we we'll usually do a music bracket. Uh, I think it's a great time, and you'll enjoy it if you like video games. Yep, and I have been on, Sphinx has been on, LPJ's been on. We've done decent amount of crossovers between yeah. the two shows. So, uh, yeah. Um, 
Thanks. You got anything? <laughs> uh, you can check us out on patreon.com slash games media. We got a $1 tier and a $5 tier. The $5 tier uh, gets you a bonus show for all the shows that we have on the network, like Noobs and Dragons, Legend of Retro, and ourselves. We call ourselves the post credit scene. Legend of Retro, it's uh, Game Shark, correct? Right? Yep. So uh, if you want to get more content and, you know, help us out, uh, please check us out on Patreon. Yeah, what? Do you guys know, you guys, do you guys know when this episode is going to air? I know that it's usually an LPJ thing, right? It, 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 it is, but I would say that uh, it, it's probably going to be out on Monday coming up. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a fast turnaround. I would say. Right. Then I won't have any spoilers because we do have a really good uh, game shark coming out at the end of June. So definitely check that oh. out if you are uh, a Patreon member. We got some special stuff coming at the end of June. Nice. I like that though. You're yeah, warming and- them up. You're, you're warming them up. Oh yeah, got to grease them up. Yep. Yeah, and like Swing said, ours is the post credit scene, and, and, and we kind of on that, like, uh, for our individual episodes, we talk about specific movies. Those are more general topics. You know, we did one recently where we talked about, like, um, action movies with, like, wrestlers in them, and we've talked about, like, underrated action movies, and I took LPJ to Action Court once and unfairly lost the case. So it's just kind of fun stuff like that. Uh, you know, that we, we don't talk about one movie, a lot of genres and stuff. So. Are you guys uh, going to cover Urban Commando? Is that the uh, Hulk Hogan? Yeah, movie? where he comes from like outer space and then he... Uh, oh, God. I mean... He ends, I mean, he ends up I, living with um, uh, 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 Christopher Lloyd. I mean, here's the thing. I, if you want to know, like, I'm pretty sure that's the name of the movie. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Urban Commando. If you want to know, like, the behind the scenes of the podcast, is that I am I will do basically any movie. I never veto <laughs> anything. I'll just be like, yeah, I'll do it. I don't, I don't care. I'll watch it. So, but like, LPJ is notoriously the biggest uh, vetoer of everyone on the podcast. So I don't know if he'd let that fly, but maybe it, it's a wrestler and he does like wrestling. It's not urban commando. It's suburban commando. Suburban commando. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, hey, listen, maybe, maybe, maybe next time you're on glitch, is there an exclamation point in it? Is it suburban commando? <laughs> Unfortunately not. No, no, no. no I so, feel like you got to leave the wrestling episodes up for the dead night night. That's, that's true. Um, all right. Well, I, I think we got it guys. Uh, Glitch, thanks for being on. Sorry. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's such a terrible movie. Sphinx, good to have you back. Uh, it's always fun to do an episode without LPJ. It's been a <laughs> long time since we did one without him, but, you know. I, I'd love uh, to say it feels good to be back, but with this movie, not yeah, quite, this, not quite this, there yet. <laughs> this is a rough one to come back to you for sure. But, um, yeah, I, I think we got it. And uh, with that, uh, this episode of The Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But <laughs> we'll be back. Nailed it. <laughs>